Welcome to the Voices of Young People podcast, brought to you by Springtide Research Institute. In each episode, we hear directly from young people as they respond to our research and share about the issues impacting their lives. As sociologists and researchers, we see a new story unfolding for young people, one that moves beyond traditional institutional boundaries and requires careful attention to the inner and outer lives of emerging generations. At the intersection of being and becoming, it's the Voices of Young People. Hi there, I'm Marta Abawaji, the head of community engagement at Springtide, and you're listening to season five of the Voices of Young People podcast, which coincides with our annual report, The State of Religion and Young People 2021. This year's report is centered on the theme of navigating uncertainty. And you can get the free digital download of this if you have not yet. Find it at our website, springtideresearch.org, or you can get the print version on Amazon or our website. Um, It's at a super reduced cost, thanks to a generous donor. So either way, get it digital or print form, but put the report findings in conversation with these podcast episodes. Today in episode six, we hear from Abby. She is a youth minister in Michigan, and she shares how her faith journey has been shaped by practicing gratitude, by connecting with people from a range of different beliefs and backgrounds, and really taking the time to understand the meaning behind uh, different sacraments and structures within the Catholic Church. She, she finds um, that being near a body of water or carving out a prayer space in her home, that those sort of places um, allow her to really center herself in the world. So without further ado, here's Abby's episode. Hi, so I'm Abby. I am 24. I currently live in Michigan and I work as a youth minister. And so right now I just kind of focus everything on hanging out with kids. I work for a Catholic church and I'm loving life and enjoy working out and running and so much so that I'm going to be helping coach middle school track this year. So that will be a new and a fun experience. So I am a practicing Catholic and I guess why I grew up that way. So it's kind of called a cradle Catholic when you're born into the faith and you continue the faith. But I think an important part for anybody born into any faith, religion or denomination is to say yes for themselves. So I say practicing Catholic because I do practice and I said yes to my call that I believe Jesus gave me. And I help, I guess that helps me to guide my life and my goals and everything I do towards him. So what keeps me connected and engaged to my faith community is, oh my gosh, like I'm always looking ways that I can grow. And personally, I grew up and I like read the Bible and you hear about like people from the Bible, but something like I'm currently doing is like really reading through the Bible and understanding like what happened and like the history of things. 
um, I really like history, so that helps me, but I guess I'm just always looking for new ways that I can connect to my faith, whether that's understanding the history of it or finding new ways to pray, um, reaching out to people in my community to just, I don't know, have that good support system. I know like I have a women's group. I have a couple. I go to a Bible study with girls that um, are from a completely different church, but they're all my friends. So that's really fun to get their perspective on things. But I also have a women's group from my hometown who we get together, try to once a month and just like talk about our lives and talk about our faith life and always just there to support each other and just engage in conversations and just have that community and that purpose together. So it's always important to find people that are in your community and can support you, especially with your faith, because they say you are a sum up of the five people around you. And so if you really do want to grow in your faith and you want to continue in that, then it's important to surround yourself with people who help push you in your faith. And those can be people who aren't even a part of your faith that you just have good conversations with and they just help you grow because you're answering their questions and that helps you grow in your faith because you have a better understanding of it. So a time where I felt an abundance of faith. Hmm. I guess it's like there's certain situations that I've put myself in that help led to like a big moment but like at those big moments you don't always realize they're big moments until you look back at them so like for example a time where I really said yes in my faith was I believe seventh or eighth grade and I started going to bible studies that we had before school and so that really opened me up to like oh this this bible isn't something that you just hear at church on Sundays it's something you can read and not like the kid version with all the pictures, but to relate more to yourself and to like memorize scripture and things. And so I think that was a big kickoff to building that abundance of faith because the Bible was always something I could go back to um, whenever I needed it, looking up scriptures for however I was feeling. Um, but because of that, it put me in with a group of people that um, really pushed me to try new things. And so I went on a retreat. Um, it's called Steubenville at Franciscan University in Ohio. And um, that was really my first big retreat. And so it was just a very good experience to like open me up to many different ways to practice my faith. So something in the Catholic Church that we do that I absolutely love is called adoration. And we have this um, encasement, I guess it's called a monstrance. And it's this like big thing that you set on a table and it has a circle like this. And, um, you put the host in it, which we believe is Jesus. And it's consecrated by a priest. And at Steubenville, the priest holds this beautiful thing called a monstrance and walks around with Jesus essentially is what we believe. And so um, there's just praise and worship music and the lights are all dimmed and um, you just have that time to really pray and focus just on him because everybody else in the crowd is all dimmed out besides the priest walking around who has a spotlight on him. 
And so in a moment like that, so building up through all my faith years, um, I just had a really powerful encounter with God um, where I just had like the feeling of the Holy Spirit. Like my whole body was like tingling and I could just tell like that the Holy Spirit was really with me. Um, and I had specific prayer intentions for my family and stuff and just like a very profound feeling of peace. And so that moment has always stuck with me and a moment that I can always like go back on where I felt deeply connected to God and to my faith and to the spirit and just like understanding that like he can work that way in like those big and beautiful moments, but he can also work that way in the everyday. And it's hard because we always want a feeling like an actual feeling or um, an actual sight of a miracle or a sign from God, but it doesn't always work like that. And so it's remembering that God still works when you don't see him or feel him. But because of that moment for me, when I get those special moments of even in like a normal Sunday mass or in a Bible study, when somebody's talking and I, I'm just like, yes, like that is really good what I'm hearing and just getting like that feeling of peace or that feeling of the spirit is super special and just remind myself it's not always going to happen and that's okay. But um, when it does, it just gives me that abundant feeling and just reminds me that like God is with me. or shallow um, in my faith. Hmm. There's there's a couple of times, I guess. Like, I think we can all relate to um, losing somebody. And we always have that question of why. And it's hard, especially when it's very tragic. Like, I lost my uncle, my cousin in a very tragic situation that nobody could explain and it still can't be explained. And that's always hard to take those moments and you sit down and you have to grind with God because you want the answers, but you can't get them. And it just leaves you questioning and questioning is good. Like I believe that questioning your faith is good because it makes you strive for more. Um, but you can't just ask the questions and not seek the answers. And so I think that's what really helped me to driven in those situations um, was finally like coming to the conclusion that I needed to seek what God wanted me um, and like his answers and they weren't going to be the answers that I wanted but um, it was definitely a way for me to surrender to him um, and to be humble to God because I wasn't going to know everything. And that's hard because you want to. And I think in times where we want to know those things and we want to be right and we want to have the answers, we get frustrated and we take it out on God, which leaves us kind of away from him when that's all he wants to give us. But then there's also times in like our everyday, like you think you're in a really good routine and you're enjoying what you're doing. And then all of a sudden you don't want to do it anymore. Um, and you just get sick of the 
thing that you're doing, whether you're doing a devotional or you're reading the Bible every day or you're reading a specific book or praying a certain prayer or whatever it is, there's times where you just get into the routine of it. And I was in that not too long ago because I'm doing um, the Bible in a Year podcast with Father Mike and I really enjoyed it. And now we're here in April and late March, I was like, all right, well, I've been doing this for three months and I don't want to do it anymore. And I had a specific time every night that I would do it. And sometimes I do it begrudgingly and sometimes I would skip it. And that's not what he calls us to do. And he doesn't call us to like change what we're doing when we're in periods of like desolation or emptiness like you should only change your prayer life when you're like at a high and you're in a good place and so so like in that time for me like I knew that I just had to stick to it and drive through it and figure out ways to make it maybe a different or maybe do it in a different location like in the living room instead of my desk and different things like that Um, there are going to be those periods because God is going to push us in those times and you're going to grow even more in those periods of like emptiness or desolation when you choose God even when you're feeling that way it's kind of like your parents like you might get mad at your parents sometimes and you might not like them you still love them but you might not like them in that moment and you're not just gonna avoid them forever you have to go back to it And the only way for things to get better is for you to like face that situation, not to just keep running from it. And so that's what you have to do with God is you have to face the situation with him and know that you're going to grow from those situations and it will get better. It's just going to take time and it might take a long time, but it will be a greater reward for you in the end. Just a quick break to give a shout out. Springtide is able to offer this podcast because of donors who make our research and actionable insights possible. Corey, a faith leader who read our belonging study wrote, for folks who pursue ministry in any form, Springtide provides a necessary and at times sobering picture of youth and loneliness. We learned through these findings Young people crave being known. Moreover, that relationship should be the centerpiece of any ministry before programming and other metrics. It was a joy to read this as a practitioner and to engage with students on some of this data. Props to the first rate team at Springtide who are onto something new and exciting. You can see more of our current findings on our website, springtideresearch.org, where you can also make your own tax-deductible donation with a variety of giving options. Now, back to the episode. So the ways that I connect to God um, through my spirituality, or I should say that he connects to me more so, um, I don't know. I think it, it can be a lot of number of things, but I guess I try to seek him out more lately and just like random things like I have trouble setting my alarm 
whether it's for the wrong time I set at AM or PM or I forget to set it or whatever it is, I just struggle with my alarm. And so like one morning I woke up like 15 minutes before I had to be at my workout class. And in that moment, I said, awesome, thanks God for waking me up. And I jumped out of bed, got ready really fast and went over there. And so I think like, it's just finding him in moments like that um, or making it through every green light so I'm not late for something. I'm like, awesome, thanks God for that. Um, I think it could be anything. Your favorite song comes on the radio and you can thank God that that was from him. Um, or... I don't know. I love the water. And so, and I love water skiing. So every time I'm on the water and it's like, oh, perfect glass and you can just fly out there and I can um, coast along and stuff. I love that. So I just like feel God so much like in those moments too of things that I love doing or on a run and I hit a good time. And I just thank God for the abilities that I have that I was able to do that. I think so to kind of sum all that up, like connecting spiritually is like in thanksgiving and gratitude. Um, those are, and that can be for anything. And those are ways that I have been connecting to him lately, because when you have more thankfulness and gratitude, it leaves less room for like negativity and just like worrying or, um, anxiety of the world because the more that you're grateful and you fill yourself up with that gratefulness then the less room there is to worry and so I just try to focus on God and whatever I'm doing throughout the day and it's not always easy like on my laptop right here on the back side of it um, it says five minutes of prayer each day so when I get into work and I see that then I try to remember to like sit down for five minutes and just like have those prayerful times but that's just like a little reminder for me too to just like thank God throughout my day and so that's probably the biggest way that I feel connected to him throughout the mundane of each and every day so the practices that I think help me feel most rooted and most like myself would be hmm, living life I don't know I'm a I'm like a very adventurous person, I guess. I just, and I'm always on the go. Um, so when I finally get time to just like breathe and sit back and relax, I love just hanging out like with my friends um, and my family. I'm very invested in like the people in my life and stuff. And so that's what I would do all day every day if I could um is just like be with the people that I love and so yeah like being with them I can definitely be like considered like religious and spiritual or whatever because I would say that I'm always looking out for like the well-being of like my friends and family and like I have a list for my prayer intentions so they're all on there and I'll try to at least like verbally say that list like once a week but I try to pray for like my friends and family every night because they're a big part of my life and they definitely help me feel rooted in myself because when you have a bad day who do you go to like your best friend and when you need a hug you go to like your mom or dad or something so they're 
always, and I got a big family, which I'm very blessed with and um, that my friends are very um, considerate and helpful and always looking out for me because I am such a go-go person. Like it always means so much to me when they're reaching out to me and they're showing like their love and support for me and whatever I'm doing. And so, yeah, they're a big part of my life and they help me grow closer to God, whether they are religious or not, I would say too, because you have to love everybody no matter what. And that's what God calls you to do. And I love having conversations with my friends who aren't believers and don't agree with my beliefs and things because it helps me learn from them and it helps me get a better point of view. When I encounter somebody who isn't my friend, I can talk to them better because of my friends who are open to having those conversations. And I think it just helped, they helped me become a more well-rounded person, especially being a youth minister and stuff. Like I want all my kids to feel included no matter what they believe, because I invite kids who aren't Catholic to come and join in our events. And I just want everybody to feel welcome and to feel loved no matter their background, their history, their beliefs or anything. And so having friends who can help me have those good conversations in a um, not pressurized setting helps me to lead those kids better because everybody needs to know that they're loved. So some spaces that I seek out for centering myself. Um, yeah, definitely the water. If you can pick that up from my love of water skiing and stuff, I just think it's super calming place to be and where I experience God the most in that way. I don't know why I just love the water. Like if I could be a mermaid, I totally would. <laughs> but um, yeah, I guess I have like a prayer corner in my um, house. It's just my desk. So that used to be my bed, but I started falling asleep. So <laughs> had to fix that so I could focus on my prayer time. And I just have like all my books right there. And um, I can focus on that and just have like that time with God to just like sit and reflect after my busy day of running around. So I mainly pray at night because in the morning, I'm definitely one of those people who I only have one alarm set and I jump out of bed and I start my day. So I am already thinking after my alarm goes off. So it's easier for me to just like deconstruct my day um, and think about everything at night. Um, but I, I think a big place where I center myself um, is with my fiance, which is why I'm marrying him, because he definitely helps center me and has pointed me to God more and more. Um, and it's a very interesting relationship from some people's point of view, because I'm Catholic and he's not. He is a non-denominational Christian, but I think it allows us to both like express our faith in different ways, which allows us both to find new ways to express our faith, but um, also having two different outlooks to help each other in our struggles and in our strengths and everything that we do, but um, definitely working together to figure out how to better center ourselves together um, as well as separately, um, which kind of like ties in with the Trinity because like the Fathers up top, Holy Spirit at the bottom, so they all make the triangle, which is the same for a husband and wife right at the bottom, pointing each other towards God so that they come closer as they 
grow closer to God, they grow closer together. And that's how we're kind of focusing on centering ourselves with everything and where I'm definitely learning more and more about myself through him and um, how he leads me to God. So um, the different faith and spiritual traditions um, that I've kind of adapted from in a way, like I said, like my fiance is a non-denominational Christian. So I think a lot of what I have adapted is from him in um, different ways since um, we support each other in our faiths. And so that means he comes to my church and I go to his church on weekends um, because that's important for us to go to church every Sunday and we both enjoy our churches. And so we support each other in that. And then through doing that, I have seen um, just like different perspective of things because his is um, very... Uh, what's the word? Not as traditional, I guess. It's very modern where my church is more traditional, but not the most traditional church that you would think of for a Catholic church, but um, they have different music in a different style of uh, just like going through their whole ceremony how they do it and stuff so that's been cool to just experience and to hear their um, point of views on the bible as well where some things I agree with and some things I don't agree with but it causes for good conversation but they've definitely opened me up to just like different worship music and different things like that that I can in turn incorporate to like our church and ways and just different things that they do to reach out to the community because they're more of a um, campus church. So they help with Central Michigan University and their outreach a lot where I'm with the high schoolers, but seeing how they reach out to the college students really helps me to reach out to my middle school and high schoolers, um, which is kind of cool to be able to just have different perspectives and to see how like that all incorporates in and how we can kind of build off of each other and have good conversations. And it's okay that we both go to each other's churches and maybe we don't agree with everything like that's okay as long as we're respectful towards each other. My faith has changed over time um, a lot. So I guess I started out because in middle school, I went to a Catholic school. So that was first through sixth grade where you just kind of go through the motions of things, but you're young. So it's kind of fun to have the sacraments and you do special art projects and things like that. Um, so very childlike faith, which is very beautiful, but then you get into our high school and our um, middle school were combined. So then I was in the same school from seventh through 12th and you combined with other schools. And so it's just a very different atmosphere. So I would say my faith has definitely matured a lot, which is a very beautiful thing. Um, but it depends what I'm interested in at the time. So 
at one point I was like super interested in the Bible. So I dove in and I read a lot of it. And then I hit like the book of numbers where it's just a ton of names and people. And I (laughs) quit that. (laughs) Um, So if you've read the Bible before, you'll know what I'm talking about. But then I started reading um, like books and devotionals. Um, I went to uh, retreats and was in Bible studies and throughout high school and stuff. And in high school, like faith was always a part of my life, but I wouldn't say that like I loved every aspect of it. I did sports and I was super busy with that. So that took up a lot of time and I still made time for my faith, but like sports were definitely like neck and neck with it. And I didn't like going to church for the longest time and I would frequently fall asleep in church (laughs) probably because I was always out and about everywhere and I finally would sit down and it would be nap time for me almost but I think a big part of that too is I didn't understand the mass if you've been to a catholic church you understand that it's very like you sit you stand you kneel we have a specific order of how Um, We do the readings and of what we say and everybody repeats it. And so from an outside perspective, it seems very monotonous. But finally, like in my later years, when I finally got into college, I took time to understand the mass and research it and understand like why we say what we say. It all comes from the gospels and from um, the Bible. It's all text in there and we say it for a specific reason and we kneel and we stand and we sit for specific reasons and we sing certain songs for specific reasons and so learning why we do everything that we do it became so much more beautiful and uh, so much more that you can invest into it because you're listening to the words that the priest says and you're like oh my gosh like I get this now and I understand this prayer now and um you can make your own prayers off of what like the priest was saying and different things so I think a big change of my faith over time was looking into like the understanding of everything like the understanding of the prayers we say like why we do our sacraments why we do everything that we do because then it gives me such a greater purpose and understanding and a love and such a renewal for my faith because I understand it and understanding it makes it all the better. And obviously with faith, you're not always going to understand everything. So I think when you do get the opportunity to understand something, it is such a blessing and we need to really like grab hold of those things and take the time to figure out the answers to the questions that we can, which will ultimately lead us to God, but help our our own faith life and help the faith lives of those around us because we can help them in the journey to stay true to their faith because we all struggle and we all have doubts and worries and stuff. But when we can take the time to answer the questions that we can get answers to, and we can say that yes for ourselves, it allows us to give our testimony and our witness to others so they in turn can like see how God worked in your life and how they can say yes for themselves as well. Visit springtideresearch.org to hear more voices of young people and to download our latest report, The State of Religion and Young People 2021, Navigating Uncertainty. 
Thanks to a very generous donation, the digital version of this report is free to download. Springtide Research Institute is supported by donors who believe in the critical research and insight-generating work we do on behalf of young people. Make your own tax-deductible donation with a variety of giving options on our website today. Today's show was produced by Marta Abuaji and TJ Birnbaum with original music by high school student Christian Unthink. Special thanks to the 10 guests featured on season five and to all the young people whose voices and perspectives make our research possible. Follow us on social media at We Are Springtide and interact with a variety of resources connected to the 2021 report with the hashtag religion and young people 2021. Thanks for listening.